0: hello everyone and welcome to the higher self being you podcast with me Stefan mullen a place where we will be discussing being you and the energy you want to attract so hall thank you for coming on to the the podcast i really appreciate you coming on to speak about pulmonary fibrosis Uh, I know we said that we're going to keep this a bit short and sweet because I can see you've got your, your oxygen there and stuff as well. So uh, can I just ask, Hall, when you were diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis?
1: I was diagnosed about, I think, November last year. Um, I got the diagnosis. Um, I went on to elk oxygen shortly after that, um, it was just whenever I needed it.
0: And how, how does that affect you now? Do you still like, detect the oxygen quite a lot or do you take it more than what you used to?
1: I take it more now than I used to. If I'm sitting down, I don't need oxygen. But if I go to do anything, I need oxygen. And also, if I start to talk like I am now, I need a bit of oxygen. I can have a conversation without oxygen, but the like of this here, where I'm doing you know, talking for quite a bit, I need to be on a small amount of oxygen just to help me breathe
0: yeah.
1: and to let me have control of my voice.
0: Yeah. I th- well, I'm very thankful for you coming on because I understand that it is a bit more challenging for you trying to do it than what it probably would have been before. So uh, you're absolutely amazing coming on to raise awareness about pulmonary fibrosis. And wh- when you were diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis, how did you know what it was? Uh,
1: no, I didn't really know what it was because I've been troubled with the a shortness of breath you know, for quite a few years You know when I did certain things and yeah. uh, it was a long time before the doctors were able to actually tell me what was wrong with me. You know, I didn't really know much about it at that time. Yeah. I've learned a lot since.
0: Yeah and how did your family feel when they, they found out that you were you were diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis? Well, they just,
1: they basically had to accept it. Some of my family is in the medical profession anyway, so they probably knew more about it than I did. And uh, they just had had to accept it the way it was. And um, they, they don't really make, they come and do things for me because I'm not able to do what they used to do. Like even cutting the lawn is something that I can't really do. So they'd come and do that for me and do do other bits and pieces for me.
0: Yeah. And how, how much has your, your life changed since you were diagnosed with it? Like obviously it affects you quite a lot. So how much would you say things have changed for you? Well, life has
1: changed quite a bit. You have to... If you're going to do anything or even going out for a day, you need to plan your day ahead and plan that you have enough oxygen cylinders to take with you to keep you going. You know, I can go to, I can go and do shopping in a supermarket, but I need to take the oxygen cylinder with me, throw it into the trolley, walk around the supermarket. It's sort of, if you go to take off somewhere, you, you suddenly realize here. I can only go so far unless the trolley's with you because you you have this plastic lead that connects you to the cylinder. So, you know, that restricts you a bit, but you can still get out and about and go to the odd function, go out for an odd meal. But uh, I just can't go out as much as I used to. I used to uh, play a bit of golf, uh, badly, I might add, but uh, I like to go out and play golf uh, sort of twice a week yeah. for the exercise uh, and just enjoyed the outing and enjoyed the crack with the other boys. But since I've uh, gone on to the oxygen, um, I'm no longer able to, uh, to do that. So I'm having to scream the oxygen up we, wee bit there from
0: You're absolutely fine. for breath there. Yeah, yeah. So, well, place oh so like that have
1: changed but you know, yeah but you have to just learn to adapt one of the biggest problems I find is trying to keep yourself fit because you don't have the energy to go out and do it. good days or night go out and walk around the yard a while things like that but a big tendency is just sit down and do nothing and you have to make an effort to Get out, and exercise, and try and keep yourself fit. It helps greatly.
0: Yeah, and I know we we spoke before about your your wife supporting you and stuff like that. Like, what what type of things does your wife have to do for you, Hall, to to try and help you through the day?
1: Well, sometimes um, to, to uh, you say save me. Having to go upstairs too often, she'd have to go up and bring me down things, because go up going upstairs is fairly sore on oxygen, fairly sore on me, so things like that. But you know, just doing things, she'd do things I couldn't, I used to do, but I can't do any do anymore. It's just that it's a combination of both us doing things now.
0: Yeah. And before, obviously, you were diagnosed with it and stuff, because you were only diagnosed in November, you'd said. Uh, so pr- prior to that, you'd done golf. Like, did you do any other things? Like, were you, uh, uh, I think you'd maybe told me before you were quite a handyman, were you? Well, it
1: wasn't that handy, but like, I would have done things around the place and had a few run repairs, things like that. But... Depends what it is. I can still get the oxygen cylinder outside, go into the shed and do a few things out there, but it limits your ability you know, to do to do some of the things where you need maybe two hands you need to move about. If you have an oxygen cylinder wheels, um you can't you can't trail that what wheel a wheelbarrow. Yeah. the limit it that way and things you can do.
0: Yeah. And see see when it comes down to like changing things moving forward, what type of things do you think could help somebody like yourself with pulmonary fibrosis to to cope better or get through your, your day easier?
1: Um I think you have to stay stay positive. But as I said before. You have to do some form of exercise, and uh, to try and keep yourself physically fit, as fit as possible. And I say that's not easy if you're limited and where you can go and what you can do. I used to enjoy going for walks you know, along the beach and things like that. Something like that well, it would take too much out of me now to do that.
0: No, so. Just have to adapt, yeah, and I think, like, having obviously spoke to you before as well, Hall, I think you have a remarkable attitude towards it. Like, you're you you, you never seem down about it, you just take it as it is, and you're like, do you know what? Let's just accept it and get on my life and stuff. I think that's absolutely remarkable. Like, is there a reason why your mindset is so strong? Well, not.
1: Really, there's not um, there's not a lot can be done about it. Um, at this moment in time, there's no cure, and you just have to work with what you have. And uh, there's always people worse than themselves, so you just keep going and keep a, try and keep a positive attitude and look at it the positive side. Yeah.
0: Well to to be honest Hall, personally I find you an absolute inspiration so yeah I think like obviously back in November things changed for you they changed for your family as well and trying to uh get on with it like you just seem to take it as it comes and I think that's pretty remarkable on its own uh again you had mentioned as well that you you weren't quite Roy McElroy were you with the uh, the golf swings no <laughs> never was
1: I never I never got that hole in one
0: did Nearly you not?
1: all my mates did but I never,
0: I never got it I, I never I, got a hole in one I, I'm i sure you've got a hole in one before you just haven't realised <laughs> I've got a hole in one playing mini golf like does that count <laughs> oh, it maybe it does yes <laughs> I don't think it does I no, well, thank you so much. I've I have spoke to Tom as well from the Pulmonary Fibrosis Support Group, and I think it's important to mention just before we finish up, uh, like how beneficial do you think it is having people there like Tom to, to support you and provide you with information and guide you along the way as well. I think it's very
1: it's very useful to. Um, See how other people are dealing with their situation, and uh, Zoom is a great benefit because you can talk to people from all over Northern Northern Ireland without having to get in their car and travel away to a meeting, and they spend two or three hours. And again, that's you're know, using a lot more oxygen and stuff. So, yeah. Some meetings, and they say Tom does a great work organizing them and getting his information, and uh, it's very beneficial to see how other people are dealing with the situation.
0: Yeah. Now, well, Hull, do you know what? I'm happy to to finish the episode there because again, I don't want to be taking too much out of you asking too many questions and things. I think you've You've answered some really powerful questions there and again it's really nice to be able to have this conversation with you because again i can see obviously you're you're cranking up your oxygen and stuff there as well trying to help you you speak and stuff and i think i want to make that aware on the the podcast because it's it's pretty remarkable that you're you're sitting there speaking to try and raise awareness when you're you're obviously trying to work with your oxygen and stuff like that as well Okay. So thank you for coming on to the podcast episode, and I will get chatting to you again soon.
1: That'll do. That'll do. Okay.